Greetings, Lucasarians. Coming to you with another edition of Legion of Lucas podcast. And do a little something different this time. And we're going to talk uh, in the realm of sports, which I don't normally do. But something um, came up where I, I kind of wanted to talk about it. Um, with all the bowl games and stuff going on. You having um, kids that are now opting out of playing in bowl games for the fear that they might get injured. And it ruins the chances of them making, you know, income or um, getting um, into the big leagues or NFL, uh, NBA, what have you. And uh, to me, this is uh, this is I, I, I love it because I think the kids should uh, sit out um, of these games and stuff and not put themselves at risk. Um, I was thinking about when Zion um, Williams uh, that plays in the NBA for the um, uh, Pelicans, uh, New Orleans Pelicans got injured playing with Duke and now how he's injury prone in the NBA. So, you know, looking at players like that, you know, or players that like didn't quite make it over to play in the NBA because they got injured and, you got to think of it like this. The NCAA is like an organization. Um, and they have, well, organization-wise, they're more Trumpian than most, uh, you know, because all these bowl games, if you look at them, they all have a sponsor. Million, multi-dollar, millionaire sponsorship. And uh, these companies wreak millions Uh around the games and stuff like that. And what they do is they, they on the back end give nothing to the students. The school might get money, but that money doesn't really go to them. It gets new, uh, it gets new uniforms, new equipment, new gear possibly, but that doesn't get groceries in that dorm room. That doesn't get, uh, anything tangible for the student. And at the end of the students thing, if he doesn't go there on full scholarship or is he's not a standout after he goes there completely free, they're going to have to pay back student loans. Um, they now have sponsorship for elite college athletes to get sponsorship um, from companies and stuff, though. But like what happens if you're, you know, not the elite on the team like that, that perk doesn't really apply to you. And <clears throat> what I'm waiting to see is. Say you are a kid from a small town and you're playing at uh, a big league college. Um, say your small town wants to sponsor you. Uh, you might not get a lot of playing time, but to that team, to that town, you represent uh, somebody from their community playing at a higher level. So that's something they may want to sponsor. Even if that doesn't entail that they're going to make millions, it might entail that that student can, you know, have something to eat. That student, if he needs to get around and he doesn't have a car, can at least have a bicycle or even afford a car. Um, a lot of these things are not seen. And let me tell you, I've been broken, been in college. I remember used to being hungry when I was in college and we would go to the stores like Sam's. Uh, shout outs to Sam's. Uh, if you don't know what Sam's is, uh, for my listeners, that's not American. Sam's is like a whole food warehouse store picture, a grocery store where everything is in bulk. 
and um, you could buy like a, a 64 ounce bottle of ketchup, you know, a pack of steaks that's like got dirty, dirty steaks in it and stuff like that. Uh, king size bo a box of cereal and stuff. Um, I apologize if you are from another country and you're just shaking your head. Uh, yeah, America is kind of bad with when it comes to gluttony and, um, you know, uh, over <laughs> overdoing it. But uh, it's better to have it in your pantry. And when stuff happens like COVID and stuff, you can go to your pantry instead of going to the store. That's how we see things a little bit here. Um, so. Uh, that's uh, going there as a student. They used to have something called free samples. Um, a free sample would be like when they just take a, you know, like cut up a bratwurst, you know, stick the toothpicks in it and let you try one, put juices and stuff out like that. And we used to go there and try every food free sample that we could get, uh, go out. And if you, you know, sometimes, you know, if you go around the whole store, it's a pretty huge store. By the time you get back to the first thing, they didn't forgot about you. You can get another one. So if you did it right, you can get full off of free samples and then go back to your dorm room and be broke again. That's what we basically did. I know it's sad, but uh, it's just something that you do to get by. Um, shoot. I don't even really like ramen noodles and steakums anymore because of that. But Lighter note, college students every day around the world, you know, deal with that, um, especially if you're a male college students, you know, women college students normally hoard food and have it in bulk. And um, well, sometimes ladies, I'm sorry to point this out, eat their feelings when they're in college or homesick and stuff like that. But there's still some hungry ones in them, too. And, you know, uh Equalness across the board, I believe uh, when they're doing the sponsorship, I believe that if Nike was the sponsor, a college student in the mail on the other side, they should be able, they should be forced to do it with a female athlete at the same school to show uh, equal representation. Also, um, in higher sports, um, NBA, if there is a female player being sponsored by uh, Nike um, or a male player being sponsored by Nike on the team, then on the other side, you should sponsor the a female top female athlete on the female NBA team, too. That way, they don't have to go out of country and risk being used as a high profile hostage like Brittany Griner was. Um, Brittany Griner is now free, thankfully, uh, due to. Um, you know, boisterous efforts of uh, her spouse and the administration of the United States. Uh, we just had Zelensky uh, come and visit. Um, and, you know, the downside of that is after he left, they ramped up on attacks in uh, Kiev and uh, Ukraine, which is uh, shows the character of uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, you know. Um, but what I think we should do next is, uh, you know, all the countries of the world should start calling out the oligarchs because there's a lot of money that funnels into like making sure that you Ukraine has to come over here and ask for stuff, you know, because they can't get it anywhere else because these oligarchs, you know, they, they have connection to these wholesale networks and stuff. You know, I'm getting away from the topic, but um, 
this today's uh podcast kind of be a little broad. I know I don't normally do sports, so I'm not gonna stay on sports too long. Um, I just wanted to use um that to kind of segue into a lot of things. But um, what I was saying is, uh, in Kiev and stuff like that, you have people hurting because of these oligarchs. And when I'm talking about NCAA, you can think of NCAA and the schools like oligarchs. They have uh, vast amounts of wealth that they don't distribute, but they give to certain people to do what they want them to do. But, you know, the people are coming not, you know, for them. They're coming to see the people play. Just like the oligarch that sponsored uh, Brittany Griner's team in Russia, you know, they're not coming to see him. They're not coming to even see this team. They came to see that American player play for his team. So, you know, there's a, when you're talking about honest labor, honest pay in sports nowadays, you got to cite out everything. You can't fix the problem at the NCAA level when you ain't going to fix the problem at the NBA level. And the problem at the NBA level is, yes, there's men and women's sports, but men and women don't receive the same wages. And people say, oh, that's because, you know, that's because um, people don't go out and support the male sports, the female sports like they do the male sports. Okay, there's a fix for that. You ever went to a high school sports game? You ever see how they do that? First, the uh, the girl, first the uh, the female team plays, and then the male team plays. With that recipe, you can get this uh, the attendance, double the attendance, at both games. But nobody wants to do that. You got a L.A. Sparks team and the L.A. Lakers. You think if everybody's coming to see LeBron James play against Steph Curry, that before that game plays, you know, the L.A. Sparks plays the females Warriors team. Oh, wait, you say, wait, I don't think the Warriors have a female team. Well, by doing it like that, they could. So, you know, first game gets played earlier, you know, and then you can even switch, flip flop it, you know, like. Make the one week the males play earlier, next week the females play earlier. But if you're trying to get the draw where you can get more ticket sales, always have that male team play last. That way, you know, you're buying the ticket to see LeBron, but, you know, you brought the ticket, but this ticket goes, proceeds go to support both teams. That's what's going to have to be done. Just like at a high school game, when you go to see your high school, you get to see both teams. You pay the price for one ticket, but you get to see both teams. But the reason they're not going to do that, that's right. Those oligarch type owners don't want to break off the wealth. They don't want, like, they're happy to have one, like the one side falter because most of the time the guy that owns a male team doesn't own the female team. Or Mark Cuban doesn't own a female version of the Dallas Mavericks, but he could. And he could make just as much money with both teams. But when you fix that, you fix the the equalness level because here's the thing. You can't have those blockbuster salaries if you do the sport. Both like if you just get rid of WNBA and just have NBA and have both teams play. 
Uh, you can get rid of the salary differences. Yeah, that highest salary in the league would have to get cut down considerably because you can't play the, the whole Lakers organization, male and female. You can't play somebody 800 million when the female team's highest star player doesn't make over 100 million. That would be completely unfair and unbiased. There's a reason they keep it like they keep it. So in when you look at it on the highest level of sports, if you go all the way back to the NCAA, that guy playing college football, that's got a $150,000 sponsorship. Uh, that girl playing soccer doesn't. That girl's doing gymnastics doesn't. A girl doing uh, water swimming doesn't. Uh, any sport that you can think of, female, they're not getting the sponsorship. And so, is it fair for the males to get sponsorship, and then you have a mass populace of female students that can't afford to eat, live, or do anything on campus? But we need y'all to do and perform, like uh, you know, for gymnastics. We need y'all to do this, and the school, because the school gets, you know sponsors to represent these events and tournaments and stuff like that. So they got to have athletes on both sides. So why not have sponsorships equal on both sides? Uh, That's a greater conversation. So with that being said, uh, will that ever come to pass? No. How do I know this? Because there was something called title 10, Way back in the day where a lot of schools just like, you know, if they said if you can't satisfy the ratio of male to female sports, we're just going to take away your team. We're not going to sponsor you like we're not going to give you credit to have an NCAA team or a division, whatever team. And you know what a lot of these schools said? Fine. They said fine. And they lost those like the their um, sports teams. Yeah, so that lets you know how fast it will get fixed. There's some schools that's just like we're just not gonna play ball. You know, our football team isn't like really we we're having losing money. You know, to send them around because we don't get paid as much as this bigger school. So fine, we'll we'll let it go. They ain't gonna do nothing but transfer to a bigger school. And that's treating them like cattle, pretty much. To a greater extent, if you look at sports now, it's like the new NBA, NFL. It's like the new um, plantation. You know, um, where men and women are being traded on the blocks, literally, every day. And they really don't care about them. It's like, it's what they could get out of them in their thing. And um going touching back when I was speaking about Kyrie Irving, that's um that was uh was seen with Kyrie Irving. Like, oh we, we, we don't pay you to have a brain to think, to watch stuff and have an opinion or, you know, even speak your opinion publicly. You know, we're not paying you to do that. We're paying you to go out there, dribble basketball, shoot and um do what we tell you to do. Um on that court. So in case you're not familiar with the Kyrie Irving situation a while back, Kyrie Irving made some questionable statements about a documentary that he watched on um, Amazon, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Amazon prime or something like that. But here's the thing. 
he watched this controversial and uh, anti-Semitic, um, it said anti-Semitic um, documentary on Amazon. Everybody jumped on him, demeaned him, said things about him. But here's the thing. Nobody said anything to Amazon. Amazon has a thing at the bottom of any show, any movie that you watch that tells you how many people have viewed it. If you had to pay for it, which they get paid, you know, per every time, like for it being on their thing for as long as it's on their thing, because they have a contract to, you know, have that particular show or movie on their thing. So they pay the people, um, you know, they're getting paid for that being on their airing from them and they are reaping the benefit of getting, you know, viewers. Every time somebody views it, they got to either be a member or they got to sign up. <clears throat> so in the, in the, in the buzz behind it being, Oh, this is a racist movie. What did that cause? Curiosity. What happened? People viewed that movie to see what it was all about and what happened to their stock interest when this happened it went up. So uh, it's kind of like they did war profiteering on both sides. So by you demonize, by people demonize Kyrie, they left pretty much the oligarch, the Amazon, as you will, um, to reap uh, the benefits on both sides. They didn't make an apology to well, well after for putting it up there. And then it was like kind of one of those lukewarms. Yeah, we did it. But you got to understand, we allow all kinds of different diverse, uh, you know, opinions to be aired on our net platform, which is basically like, yeah, we did it. We don't care. We're making money. You got to understand we're a business. Is basically what they said in their apologies. Uh, I don't think the oligarch that owned the team that Britney Spears played, I'm not Britney Spears, play my last and forgive me, uh, that Britney um, Griner played for. Um, I don't think that the, the oligarch ever came out and apologized and or even spoke out uh, about his displeasure of what happened to her. Why? Because he doesn't want to get killed. One. Two, because he's a Russian oligarch. And to stay a Russian oligarch, you got to stay pro-Russia. So he just got used. Hey, get her over here. Now, mind you, there's people that do concerts. There's people that do all kinds of things in various forms of entertainment. Here's the thing. You think any of them should go to Russia now? No. But have they while she was incarcerated? Yes. But I, I think that entertainment bears a brunt um, and knowing that they could have got her home too. If uh, Vladimir Putin had like a ballet orchestra or whatever that was supposed to come over there in his country and do anything, if they all boycotted and said, we're not coming until you let this person free, they would be free. If they ate at the tourism and basically said, hey, if the United States said we're not going to allow any American person to come there and be a tourist or to go there for employment to work, if they are American citizen, we're going to bar that. We're going to bar any flight 
from our region to go in your region. So that means even your people can't travel over here. If they did that, they could have got her home a heck of a lot faster. It's not declaring war. No, it's not declaring war. It's not even a warlike tactic. It's basically saying, if you're going to take our people and hold them in jail, we ain't going to mess with you. We ain't going to do nothing with you. And we don't want your people over here because we don't want y'all thinking we're going to do the same thing. So, you know, the simplest solution is the uh, is the easiest, you know. What y'all going to do? She got them over there. Simplest solution. We let her stay for now. And we figure out a, a plan because they're trying to make a statement. If we make one back, it could be World War Three. I get that. But if we would have made the statement like, OK, y'all got her. OK, we have a lot of your citizens over here vacationing. We're going to give them two days to get the hell out of our country. And we ain't letting a single soul come back over here until you fix something. Imagine Chinese New Year. We have a bunch of Asian population coming over here. You know, we have a bunch of like different cultures coming over. Here. If we just like pretty, pretty much like when somebody did something like that to our country, we'd be like, yo, until we get our person back, none of your people can come here. And if they don't leave in two days, we going to hold them. Oh, yeah. You would have a change. You would have people be like, OK, any prisoner we got in there is send them back because we can't afford to lose our commerce from tourism. It's all a money game. So when it comes down to it, it's not really politics sometimes that you got to like that can push that can push the political note for a lot of times uh, money pushes politics. Uh, so from NCAA and all this stuff going on with player sponsorships and players sitting out bowl games to even players from the countries being held captive to contracts are captive to by countries, you know, um, there uh, shouts to also that um, something similar happened to some male NBA players when they had to go and stay and honor their contract with um, um, North Korea, <laughs> you know, it's basically they were in prison pretty much. They, they, they were free to move about basically unlike her, but they weren't allowed to leave. They had to uphill their contract to pl- come over there and play basketball. So, you know, a lot of athletes uh, around the world are, are being exploited by material gains politics of other countries and stuff like that. And it's high time that you don't call out the players. Don't call out the stunt team. Don't call out the sports. It's time you call out the money behind it. The owners, you know, uh, because the slaves ain't being treated right. Basically, uh, I'm going to make this a rather quick one. Um, as always, if you want to get at me, the, um, uh, Legion of Lucas at gmail.com and uh, Uncle Lucas at Twitter. Uh, look forward to seeing y'all um, in a happy, safe, and prosperous new year, no matter where you reside. Uh, God bless you all. Hope you all had happy holidays, and I'll talk to you all on the next one. Have a good day. Peace.